To the finish, I feel the spirit moving through the city. I got the light shining, come get it. Walking with Christ, moving where it's gritty. Walking with Christ, moving where it's gritty. I feel the spirit moving through the city. I see the people trying to bring them with me. We got a light, tell them come and get it. What is up, y'all? Y'all are not tuned to the Real Talk Podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Chad. And today is season two, episode one. We got our first episode in the relationship series about family. So, yeah, let's just get straight to it. Um, yeah. Um, the first kind of point I have about family relationships is, you know, about our parents and stuff. And I was kind of just looking for verses for this. And I just kept seeing like, honor your father and mother all across pretty much like most of the old Testament. And I was talking to you about it. And, you know, you, you said, yeah, across the whole old Testament, they're like constantly reminding everyone to just honor your father and mother. And, um, this is something I heard a while ago. I think it's something most Christians hear, but it's like if God repeats it, it's important. And I mean, you go on Bible Gateway and you look up honor your father and mother, you're going to get like, <laughs> you're going to get like a, a good couple results for that one. Um, but just like for a couple for y'all to hear two from the Old Testament, one from the New Testament. Uh, first one, Exodus twenty twelve. Honor your father and mother, so that you may live long in the land of the Lord your God is giving you. Deuteronomy five sixteen. Honor your father and mother as your as the Lord your God has commanded you, so you, that you may live long and that it may go well with you in the land your the Lord your God has given you. And then Matthew five or F- Matthew fifteen fourteen. For God said, Honor your father and mother, and anyone who curses their father and mother is put to death. Um, and a lot of it just talks about living long and like the longevity of your life is kind of not based off of, but partly due to you honoring your father and mother. And I think that just like a real world, like current day application of that is respect and honor. Um, and Rusty my uh, youth pastor put it this way, like what honor really is. And it's, it's not like just a title or something that you get when you go to the military or something like honor is suffering through something with someone else. That's how you gain honor. So I think honor your father and mother, like suffer with them through like the, the process of you growing up and getting older. And I mean, you, I think most kids can attest like they fight with their parents, you know? Um, and there's one more verse from Matthew that I saw, um, uh, Matthew nineteen nineteen. honor your father and mother and love your neighbor as yourself. And I kind of look at the context of this and it says, uh, it's like the story of the young man who said, I've kept all the commandments and he has everything, but then Jesus tells him to give up everything. And he doesn't want to because he has so much. And for him to give up everything, like you feel like he feels like he'll have nothing. But Jesus is like, if you want to follow me, you have to give up everything. So the young man pridefully walked away and just didn't do that. Yeah. I feel like, um, and like what you're giving up is like that pride or like that feeling that you have, like that entitlement, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, 
it's hard to always pinpoint where at Richmond, just depending on your your upbringing. But it's definitely like a common thing, at least uh, in today's world. Like just people just straight up just disrespecting their parents, you know, and you know, like they provide everything for you. I mean, not everyone has the best relationships with their with their parents, but you know, like they brought you into this world and there's so many things that they do for you daily. Like, and we talked about this in the very first episode, but just the sacrifices that they made to, you know, to have you, like they sacrificed, some of them, some of them sacrificed their dreams. And yeah, I think that it's just important that we honor them. And again, not that it'll base, not that honoring them bases is the basis of how long you'll live. But I think it's just, that's something that's walking in righteousness. Walking in righteousness will add life or add years to your life just because that's what that's what um god wants us to do and growing closer to god will ultimately help us live etern eternally so yeah i think that's really important yeah and that respect that you have for your parents carries on throughout your adult life too with like bosses and like people who have more like authority in like the world i guess not like because we're all given like biblical authority, but you're going to have bosses and stuff. You're going to have people who are just in like more positions of quote unquote power than you are. Because I mean, say you just started a job, like obviously you're going to have people above you. Um, but I think it's just, even if like your parents, I mean, if you're an orphan or something or your parents left you, like I just think it's it's vital to no matter what, forgive your parents for any, like, wrongdoing that they, they do to you, whether, like, you have a good relationship or not with your parents or whether they're around or not, like, they they were used as the vessels to bring you into this world to carry on the legacy of Jesus Christ. And that's that's awesome. And, you know, we're, we're freely forgiven, so we must freely forgive. And as stubborn as most kids are, <laughs> with really their you know their parents or their guardians it's important to forgive them and understand that like they're just as human as you are like they mess up and they're gonna say like stuff out of like their own like emotional position and it's it's probably gonna hurt you every now and then but and you probably hurt them every now and then whether you want to admit it or not (laughs) but it's just important to forgive yeah um, I always think the best example we're looking at um, that aspect or anything in our lives. I mean, we can always go back to the Bible and just look at Jesus' life. You know, like uh, at one point, Jesus, they thought Jesus ran away from them. They went to go celebrate. I think it was, uh, what's the holiday to celebrate? I forgot. I have no clue. Well, they went to go celebrate. and Didn't uh, like Jesus stay back at the temple or something? Yeah, Jesus stayed at the temple and he was like in his word, you know, um, studying with, you know, the scholars and priests and they came back and they were like, they were mad at him. They're like, oh, like, don't run away again. He's like, they're like, where were you at? And he's like, don't you know I'm about my father's business? And like, he was in the church, you know, studying with with his father, you know, God. And so um, it just goes to show you, like, even though obviously Jesus is perfect, like, even though how wrong how much wrong his parents would do to him because even though they're not they're not perfect either it shows like that you should stay obedient even though right or wrong in the circumstance like just obey your parents and you know take 
take that high road, you know what I'm saying? Like, whether you feel like they're steeping low or not, it's like, obey them as Jesus obeyed his parents. Like, he was perfect. Mm -hmm. So That's gentleness, too, like, taking your punishment. And, like, whether you're right or wrong, like, you have to respect and, and listen to authority as long as it's that authority isn't, like, going against the bible yeah. like you have to you have to obey that because you can also turn that into a platform of ministry i was talking to um uh dr albert and she's the vice principal of the lower school at providence and she said uh something that she does like when she gets maybe frustrated with um someone at work or something or just she gets frustrated in general general with someone she um she kind of sits in prayer and is like okay you know, God, please reveal to me how I can turn this into a platform of ministry. So she like, she gives God the room to transform her frustration into like a, a way of ministry for, I mean, sometimes it's even people like above her. I mean, that's just like life. Like you're gonna, you're not going to agree with everyone all the time. It's just unlikely. Um, so she kind of, she, she looks at the root of that and like that concern, and then she kind of takes it and makes it a, like a way to minister to someone, like tell them about Jesus, basically, which is, yeah. I mean, it's the best thing you can do with that frustration. It's awesome. Yeah, a lot of like problems, at least um, that resentment or like anything that you have kind of built up against your parents, like roots from something else. And, you know, a lot of times there's like jealousy between like siblings and like you feel like this person is being treated a certain way. And, you know, it's not, it's definitely not always easy to do. And, you know, just being able to, you know, persevere and, you know, stay, stay obedient no matter the circumstance. Again, unless they're going against what God has to say. But yeah, I feel like that's important. Yeah. Um, and not saying that like your family and like these, these people who in like positions of power are, higher than god in any way and like a verse to back that up is matthew nineteen twenty nine, and everyone who has left the who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or fields for my sake will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life and we've also we see that with job too and like job lost everything and he still like praise and worship god because god is at the core or should be the core of all of our relationships, the number one. Like, I'm not friends in doing this uh, podcast with Josh because of, like, any selfish reasons. It's just because, like, our friendship is centered around God, and this is something we believe God has called us into doing. So since God is, like, that um, third cord that's, like, intertwined and not on the side of our relationship we listen to what God says versus like what either of us like necessarily want to do. Yeah. Because that we like, we both are submitted to that authority above all else. So that's why like we, we don't follow the authority that goes against what God wants because we submit to God's authority first. Yeah. That reminds me of Ephesians six, six, which says, obey them not only to win their favor when their eyes on you, but as slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from your heart, serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not people, because you know that the Lord will reward each one of you for whatever good they do, 
whether they are a slave or free. And that kind of goes back to like, what are you doing behind closed doors? It's like, it's kind of saying like, when, when, they're, no, when they're not watching you, like, how are you acting? Because it's not that, it's really not that you're just obeying and serving them. Like you're serving the Lord and no matter what you do. And that kind of goes back to what you're saying, intertwining it with that relationship because God is at the heart of all your relationships. So whatever you're doing, to an extent, you're serving the Lord. And so it's, it's not just about, you know, being obedient to your parents, which is a great thing. And obviously you should do it, but it's really just, it's obeying the Lord as well. And no matter what it is that you're doing in those relationships, whether they, you feel like they're, they're wrongdoing you or, you know what I'm saying? You feel like they're, they're at wrong or they're at fault. Um, it's just obeying the Lord. Yeah. And even if like your parents are telling you to do something that like you feel is, is like not right, not necessarily like sin, but like, just like they're telling you to do something a certain way and you don't think it's right. Sometimes you just have to do it their way so that you can like in that way, graciously and mercifully show them that it's not the best or correct way to do it. Because I think also as kids, we, we get really prideful in like what we think we know. And like, I think as, you know, as like Christian kids, we got to be, we got to know that. Yeah. Even though we're young, we can still preach. We can still minister. We can still like, you know, do the great commission, but we also have to remember that like, we're young. We've only been alive for, I mean, I think most of our viewers are like 17, 16. You know what I mean? Like some of us aren't even in adulthood yet. Yeah. So it's like, no, <laughs> we most likely do not know everything. And we most likely are not right about everything. And that's fine. You know, me personally, I don't like being wrong, but like, I always, I try, I try my best to like say things that like, I'm not super sure on. Um, kind of in a way where it's like where I also like tag in at the end of like what I'm saying like that I don't really know I'm not super sure so maybe I can get some confirmation from that person I'm talking to or if they don't know like you know I might hit up Google or something or you know depending on like what we're talking about I might hit the word um, but it's like you have to you have to be okay with being wrong because even though that like we believe that as being truth you know, we, we may be wrong and that's fine. Like you kind of just have to accept that you're not perfect and like, you're not going to be perfectly right about everything, but I don't think that should bring condemnation either. I think that's more of just like a be welcoming to conviction because I think some people misunderstand what is conviction and what is condemnation. Um, and I think with, brothers and sisters you know we we compare a lot and it gets kind of almost competitive um especially like i have three sisters so i've seen like <laughs> i've seen like that side of it where it's like they kind of always like competed each other competed with each other in certain ways sometimes they knew about it or didn't and not like the other sister knowing about it but like themselves sometimes they're just doing stuff because they saw one of the other two sisters doing it and, like, they didn't even realize it. And, like, that's just kind of, like, what I saw, like, when I was young. But um, you talked about uh, slaves and, like, being slaves, like, to God and stuff. And um, I pulled up Romans 6, uh, 18. You have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. Um, and that's, like, that's where we should be. And 
all the relationships in our lives and it's probably most important with family because like that's your blood you know and, like there's just like a there's already like a set um maybe love or like obligation or a standard of like how you guys should be treating each other so being slaves to righteousness in that you could you could bring god to someone in your family that doesn't know god just by whether they annoy you or not like all, kind of being gracious and like you know showing the fruits of the spirit at your house because that's where it starts like the fruits of the spirit don't just show up with your friends or show up at church you know it's it's a way of life because it, you're so overflowing with christ that you just you have his attributes um and that like that'll happen all the time that won't just happen every now and then that'll just be who you are through and through and people see it and just to give that context it's like we talked about this in a couple of the past episodes but you know you would sell yourself into slavery and if you were in debt it's not like the way that we view slavery today so like being a slave to righteousness is you doing it with your own will like you're choosing to be um you're choosing righteousness over whatever you whatever you think it is you're obeying you're obeying that righteousness no matter your circumstances and back to what he was saying like how we think we know everything um you know i find myself doing that a lot too and something that i really struggled with in the past um always trying to be right and a lot of times like i'll see my friends um do certain stuff with their parents and like they'd be like oh like bro like why am i in trouble and then they're like tell me what they did i'm like bruh you did you yell at your parents like did you not do what they asked? And like, yeah, but like, bro, like, it doesn't even matter. Like, nah, like, all everything that you do do matters, and like, just literally, just simply obeying them is walking in righteousness. And so we have to remember, like you said, we're young. Like, a lot of times we think that our parents are telling us stuff because they want to restrict our freedom or they don't want us to have fun. And this is the same thing that people sometimes view God. Um, you know, he is our father, but sometimes we view God as like this rule setter, like he doesn't want all this for us, but ultimately they want the best for us. Like I know my parents, like they, you know, they sacrificed so much for me and the things, the things that they set, the sins that they set are for me to be more successful and greater than them. Just, just as God, just as God wants for us, he, he just wants us to, you know, he wants a relationship with us and he wants us to grow with him and we can't do that if we set the bar low and the standards are low so he wants us to follow these like these rules and laws and all these things not because he wants to restrict our freedom or um, not allow us to do certain things but it's just so that we can grow closer to him because he's holy he's set apart so to have that relationship with him and to grow closer to him we have to we have to um you know we have to follow these rules yeah that's not saying that like your parents and stuff are like God and they want you just to be closer to them. Like yeah. they, all their intentions are perfect and right and just and for your benefit. But you know, that is their goal. I'd say most of the time it's like, that's kind of like their, their job, you know, it's like, is to, is to love us and to, and to do their best to do that unconditionally. And like, usually your parents' intentions are not to harm you or not to kill your fun or kill your joy, but they're to benefit you. And I'd say that goes for parents who know Christ or don't know Christ. Um, the execution may be different, but... <laughs> yeah. 
and it the may intentions. be yeah like the and even like strict parents like uh something i've seen in myself like recently is just sometimes i get frustrated angry with like the decisions that some people make and it's like okay you know why is this frustration coming like i'm i'm holding it back like it's not i'm not like spewing it out at this person but like why is it why is this feeling inside of me and like i look deeper into that feeling and like i was like okay it's rooted in my love for this person so it's like how do i cut that like that negative off and then allow that to produce more like christ-like fruits and it's like kind of opening that side up and like praying about it and and letting god kind of work on that part of my heart and like and make my heart tender for christ so I'm I'm acting more like Jesus with that love that I have for this person. So the point is that even though your parents may act out of like that bad side of like that kind of wanting to control like what you're doing and stuff and like out of that frustration, the the true like heart intent I believe is always love. I say for every parent. And you know, there are bad parents out there, but that's it goes back to what we were talking about earlier of just even though you may have not have parents or you have bad parents or you have mean guardians or mean parents, always forgive them because you have those same struggles and even like generational struggles, like they exist. I've, I've looked into like my own life and stuff and like sins and, and just like this generational stuff that I see my parents and then, you know, my parents' parents, it's just, you see you see where some of the the traits that you have some of the negative things that you have come from you see where like where your certain vices come from and it's it's your it's our job like as especially being young in your faith and you know again assuming and kind of knowing that most of our audience is younger and like our age and stuff it's especially right now it's our job to to step out of that and do it differently and it's something um our guest for the marriage episode talked about as well. And just, you see like this cycle and like, it's God has given, like God has led up like all these people for you to be born, for you to meet Christ. And then for you to break it, for you to see that and break it. And something that you have seen in your life and something that's been seen and like your family's lives, like, like all the way back to when that like generational like curse or cycle started you get to break that so your kids won't have to see it be the one who breaks your generational curse or whatever generational chains that are uh, holding your family as slaves yeah break those chains and yeah to go off what he was saying about how you know our family um especially our parents you know they have that heart for us and um, they might not best execute it in that they really just want the best to you no matter um, at least most parents no matter how um, how they show it and again it kind of reminds me a lot of times like I see this in people when you were talking about the way you view people sometimes too and like it really comes out of positivity but sometimes when I see people do certain things like my immediate thing is like oh like why do they do that but then like I take a step back and I'm like most people, everyone, everyone's actions and the way that they respond to things are based on their environment. So, like, if all your parents know is this is how they're going to, um, you know, treat you or, or punish you or, like, things like that, 
that's how they're going to respond because that's what they're that's again generational that's what their parents did and their parents did and their parents did so it's like everyone the way that people respond is basically the way that they were raised or their environment and again your environment can be changed you know coming to christ the people that you surround yourself with but um ultimately people are going to respond how they they're going to go back to what they know and so you can't always be mad at the person for what they're doing but it's more so of you know how they came up and you know what's around them obviously you should adapt still and you know you should grow from your mistakes but yeah most of the time it's it comes from you know that past experience and like you were saying about responses and stuff like as we get deeper in our walk we're like our response has to change and usually like i think in the past too like that would be my response is to act on that frustration act on that emotion um instead of like enduring it and getting to the root of it and figuring out why that i like why i feel it um and that that response goes into like how you react to your parents and how you react to your siblings and your siblings and your relationship with them is is really important whether you're older or younger you can still be a leader you know what i mean and it's not just you know we put all these stereotypes on like the youngest the oldest the middle child like but break them like i've i think from a young age i've always like been fascinated by stereotypes and like by breaking them because my name's chad but i don't really think i'm like a very chad chad you know (laughs) and like I just I, stereotypes just baffle me because it's just it's a standard it's not like a stereotype is a standard and I think we fall into that too much where it's like you know I have this house this is my upbringing this is you know what I mean like xyz like we start putting all these like labels and standards on ourselves and like basing our identity off of that instead of just being a child of God mm-hmm. it's that simple like it's not like I mean this room right now like it's just filled with like legends and it's because your dad collects it um and like you know he has the he's blessed enough like fund wise to do so and it's not like a there's there shouldn't be any stereotype on your dad or or you or your family just because like you guys are blessed like that because like god uses everything to bring us closer to him in our lives and even in other people's lives you know what i mean like it's not just limited to to what we believe God can do because God's going to work outside of what we even can perceive that he can do. Like A lot of people try to put God in a box, but God's not in your box. God is never in your box. Not just because he can't fit, but also how does that bring him glory if it's limited? Yeah, um, I like how you touched on like you shouldn't be putting labels on yourself based on your family. Like, you got to ask yourself if you're rooted in Christ or rooted in your bloodline. Because, like, if you look at, you have, um, after Jesus came, you have the Jews and you have the Gentiles. And obviously, as Gentiles, we became accepted and we weren't from the original bloodline. And so, it's being rooted in Christ is what unites all of us. Whether you come from this family line or you have this amount of money or you're this this person's famous or you know what i'm saying you got this type of car like none of that really matters when you get down to it none of that really matters so it's like what matters is that we have the blood of like christ on us not the blood of this family member or 
you know, these people, whether that's bad or good, where it's like, oh, I don't want to be associated with this family, with my family because of this, or it's like, oh, my family has all this, like, this is who I am. No, it's like, you're sons and daughters of Christ. So, like, the, you're a Gentile or a Jew, you know what I'm saying? All of us are uni- united through Christ's blood. Yeah, and, I mean, you could even take it to the to the heaven level where it's like, at the end of the day, race doesn't matter, the amount of stuff that you have doesn't matter, how much money you have doesn't matter, the type of car you have doesn't matter, like, how good you were, how nice you were. None of that matters because when we get to heaven, like we're gonna, we're not gonna bring any of that with us. You know what I mean? Like these these bodies and everything that comes with these bodies, we're leaving them behind because the wages of sin is death, and our bodies, our flesh sins, so our flesh dies. But we, like the spirit inside of us, goes up to heaven, and we get to worship for the rest of our lives the king of kings and that's that's worth more than anything we could ever earn down here and like fighting for the kingdom and, and being like warriors of Christ and followers of Christ it's to get more people up there and to store up treasures in heaven like these these crowns in heaven that we get to give back to Jesus because we couldn't have done any of it without him that's what matters so your stupid fight with your sibling, your stupid argument with your parent, leave it behind and take back territory for the kingdom. Yeah, ultimately, you know, what's really important is what we're on on earth that we're doing is, you know, answering that calling. And so sometimes your calling is conflicted with comparison because, you know, maybe your siblings, especially if you have older siblings, you're trying to be like them it's like oh dang like the family loves them like they've done all these things and it's like oh you got to be just like them you got to go to this college you got to get these grades you got to play this sport and Even with parents too i feel like that follows it's like yeah. you have to do all these things like that your parents did too yeah you're right and so it's kind of just answer the calling that god has to you not what your family wants you to do or the standards that people try to place on you um based on maybe what your siblings have done or or what your parents have done, but don't be called by the comparison that you have from your siblings. Like, don't follow them. Like, they should be following you. And like, if you're if you're setting an example of being a Christian or you know following God and He's the Lord of your life, then ultimately, like you said, like take back uh, room from the kingdom. Like, start leading them towards God through you. You shouldn't be following what they have within the world or you know what. Um, whatever you find yourself comparing, whatever you find yourself comparing them to or comparing yourself to them. Yeah. And it's even like, because I feel like that's kind of like reputations and stuff. And as children of God, like sure, the reputation that we have like from our past life may precede us. Like when talking to someone new or just talking to someone in general, but I feel like you can't let that stop you from being the child of God. You know, like even as children of God, right now we're making mistakes mistakes and right now we could be hurting people that like we don't know and like we you know, have to be prayerful about like that being revealed to us so we can like make amends and do the uncomfortable thing and and say sorry and like actually mean it um but that that reputation isn't isn't who you truly are deep down and if someone wants to punish you for that or someone you know even like a sibling 
or something wants to like put you down for like who you used to be or like like for not associating with something that you aren't anymore okay like i mean take it because that's that is like what you did like whatever it was and that is who you were at one point and you know i know for me like i've just come out of like this big like season of like religion and now i'm like in the season of like actually working on myself and my like my my relationship with god not just like the relationship i have with god when i was with uh other church people you know what i mean it's not just like i went to united or i went to youth group and like that's that's where my relationship like ended but no i'm like trying to work in more scripture and like prayer and like talking to god just in my car like because you know that's abba like i want to talk to i want to talk to my father um that's what's important and like that season of religion i know i hurt people i know like i probably caused some church hurt from people and i'm like I want that to be revealed in my life so I can go make amends with that person and tell them, you know, kind of maybe where I'm at in my season now and kind of just reopen up that relationship, hopefully, so that we can both grow closer to God. And like that, it, like that'll be like the third court, you know what I mean? That's yeah. like bound together. Um, but that reputation that I just think a lot of people fear that a lot of people don't want to reach out to certain people because of the reputation they believe that person thinks the other one has of them. Um, but you, you kind of just, that's, that's, you have to leave that fear behind. You have to, you have to overcome and conquer that fear because that's, that's not who you are anymore. That's not who you want to be. So like, if you need to go to that person and apologize, go for it. If they accept that apology and give you forgiveness, great if not okay love him like jesus it's not a big deal walk away yeah yeah no like to go off that reputation like don't let that pull you down it should we should be uplifting each other just as we do as brothers and sisters in christ we should be doing as normal brothers and sisters especially if there is um that intertwined cord you know if god is within your relationship it's a big thing that we should be holding each other accountable like, if you see your brother or sister um, doing something that you know they shouldn't be doing, you should be, um, you know, helping convict them or, or righteous judgment, not condemning them and pulling them down. Like, oh, you said you do this. Like, why aren't you doing this? Like, no, it should be like more like, like, hey, I see that you're doing this. And, you know, me and you both know how we should be going about these things. So, you know, let's just grow from it. Yeah, it's 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 very personal. It's not pointing out a problem and then pointing out like why you shouldn't do it it's kind of addressing what you view as an issue and then righteously righteous judgment you know just from my understanding of it is you see that someone is like sinning in a certain way and you know you 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 sometimes even feel called to approach them in that and asking them like hey you know why are you doing this you know like you know you know what's good for you and you this is what you're doing and I think you know that this is hurting you like I can kind of feel your pain mm. and not just pointing out a problem and then not giving a solution but pointing out a problem and being the solution yeah whether you help that person through it or not even being like seeing that issue and just talking to them about it that's worth something and our first guest you know the episode that'll come out the week after this one, you know, 
she kind of dives into that more where it's like her friend helped her out of something, but her initial reaction was, no, you're absolutely wrong. You're such a bad, like, you know, like reacting poorly to it, but then eventually like, like feeling the conviction of like, okay, this person's right. And like having this, the, the strength to go back to that person and apologizing and, and actually like admitting that you were wrong. That's what's important. And, you know, a, a true godly friendship, a true godly like relationship with your brother, sister, and, and parents. Like it's not just being a people pleaser and just listening to everything they say all the time without ever saying anything about it. No, it's these are all relationships. I think we 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 just forget what a relationship actually is. It's like a two sided thing where both people um, can go to each other and, and talk about things and be honest with each other and be genuine with each other even if the first reaction is is bad and is doesn't go well with like addressing an issue the fact that you address it will stir something in their life hopefully you know and that's i think we all have to be prayerful about like what we can do that with yeah yeah i think um next episode we talk about we get we dive deep into that and uh i really think it'll help some relationships uh especially friendship wise so we just want to, you know, thank all of our guests. Yeah, I want to thank all the guests for their vulnerability in this series. And, and I mean, we have some amazing testimonies for context. This is the, we filmed this episode last after filming this all of the, the other ones. This is the fourth episode yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But, yeah, absolutely thank you to all the guests that we had for their vulnerability. And and just, we, we really pray that this series kind of helps everyone uh, learn and grow in their relationships in a new way. Mm. And most importantly, learn and grow closer to God. All right. It's been fun. It's been real. We out. Peace. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, we about to rewrite the family history. We going up like the Statue of Liberty. Got in my life that I wouldn't forgive. But hating on folks like drinking a poison and wishing they died in the end.